Sports News. The following is a paid program. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the management and staff of 1110 AM KAOI. Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. Good morning, Maui. It's James Jacobson sitting in. Mary Omwake will be joining us shortly. It is another gorgeous day on Maui. I spent the weekend on the beach, which is something you don't get to do a lot, even though we live here. And I was uh, festooned by lots of whales. They are just so amazing to watch all the whales and the mamas breaching. It just sets your heart on fire, and you know that we do live in one of the most beautiful places on Earth, and it feels great. Last week on the program, I mentioned that I have become smitten with um, podcasting and iPods and the ability to be able to be anywhere and hear very personal messages that are delivered seemingly directly to me via the uh, iPod. And we talked a little bit about the possibility of bringing conversations with friends to the world of podcasting. And uh, yesterday, I put up a website where you will soon, actually, you can now begin downloading um the podcast of this very program, Conversations with Friends. The web URL, pretty simple to remember, it's conversationswithfriends.com. That's www.conversationswithfriends.com. It is just a very rudimentary website right now, and as your interest uh, continues, hopefully, we will build that out to be a a very fulfilling um, place to go on the web to hear the voices and conversations that you hear on this program as well as at Unity Church of Maui. I really welcome your thoughts and comments about how to make the site better and more useful to you. And the way to do that is to send me an email, my email address. my This is my direct email address. This is truly one-on-one broadcasting. My direct email address is um, jj at MauiMedia.net. So just email me at jj at MauiMedia.net. And uh, I'll be able to get your feedback. But please first visit the website, www.conversationswithfriends.com, and get into the wonderful world of podcasting where you'll be able to hear this program. Because some people find it difficult to be near a radio on Tuesday at 11 o'clock every day, every Tuesday. And uh, hopefully this podcast will expand our audience not only for people who want to time shift uh the program and listen to it whenever they want at their convenience here on Maui, but people all over the world will be tuning in. So visit the website. Our guest this morning is Paul Disloria, and uh, I I butcher that name because I think I've been listening to other people butcher that name (laughs) for a while. So Paul, welcome back. How are you doing this morning? Well, thank you, James. Well, nice being here with you. It's great to have you again. Now, you are the author of Bearer of Light, Uh, and when did that come out? Uh, it's uh, been out for about a month and a half now. And how is now that you decided to self-publish this book, which is uh, which is one of these words of, of self. You created a publishing company, and, and you're out there basically taking this this story that is, means a lot to you, and that you've been working on for what three years? Three years, huh? Uh, and bringing it out to the world through the through uh, publishing. How has that journey been? Well, it's it certainly is an interesting journey to uh, get involved with. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, marketing books, and so, uh, but it gives me opportunities to do this, like we're doing today, just uh, have conversations on the radio about something that is so meaningful to me, and has been so impactful in my life. And uh, so, uh, it uh, the book began uh, begins uh, with a, it's a historical novel that starts during the time of Jesus, uh-huh. and uh, it's seen through one of the eyes of his disciples. And through that, uh, then uh, he's uh, 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 talks about the, the the gospels and brings the gospels to life and follows the historical process of the gospels and some of the manipulation that occurred over the years and with that some of the distortion that occurred uh, with the gospels and uh, it that but it also takes just the the basic message of the gospels in a very 
undogmatic way and shows how it relates to quantum physics and uh, really our lives in, in a lot of different ways. And I see that we just got Mary, Mary here. Mary just joined us. Well, I am here. I was just over at the church, and our staff is so phenomenal. I was going through the season for peace and nonviolence, and yeah. we were all excited. Stay with us, Paul. Um, but we were just going through the excitement of our new uh, ninth annual Gandhi King season for peace and nonviolence and got all excited, and all of a sudden I just totally lost 20 minutes of time. You but know, it just shifted. It just went away. It did. It was wonderful. Well, you know, the season for peace and nonviolence is nine years. It's going to open in dozens of international countries and most of the United States and almost 185 cities we know of. And it's an idea that we are here to become the change we want to see in the world and the practice of the Gandhi King principles. So Ram Das is going to be our first uh, Maui Hero Award. And wow. he will, he'll be at Unity Church in Maui on February 11th. He was going to be there to launch it, um, but he is going to have a little minor surgery, so he's going to be with us on the 11th. Did you have your day with him? You were telling I us did. last it week you were It was totally going to. wonderful. What a beautiful soul. Maui is so blessed. We've got two guests in our uh, radio program today that really bless Maui and bring it light and love. And Ram Dass certainly does that. It's a privilege and honor to always be in his vibration. He's done a lot of work to bring love into the world. And Paul Deloria, thank you. You're going to be back with us on the second half. Is that correct? That or? is correct. And we're so grateful you were here to open it to kind of whet our appetites. Well, well actually, James James was here opening it up. And we I were just talking about in, in, all sorts of things like the podcast for Conversations with Friends. I don't know if you were listening in your car. I wasn't. I was rushing over here when someone said, <laughs> Aren't you on the radio? And I went, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gary, for putting uh, everybody on notice. So, Paul, we are going to be talking with Paul in the second half because he's going to share some powerful ideas from quantum physics that really are practical. And when you really pay attention to the simplicity of what he's sharing, you can see where you're losing energy. And you can see where maybe my life's not out, is not in alignment with the incredible, awesome good that's always there. So we'll be talking with Paul Deloria. I got his name right. We were talking about I the, know. The, it's very hard to pronounce. Because I don't write it out in my book anymore the way it's written. I write it out phonetically, and now I have no problems. Forget <laughs> all those years of French training. Well, exactly. You know, I, when I marry people, I always write their name out phonetically because they want to me to hear, hear me pronounce. I've never mispronounced a name. In a wedding, I feel right, like after yeah. that, that's quite that's a, quite a feat a, in 15 years. It's, and I just said to the universe, "Oh my God, I can hear the next one coming." <laughs> Love to marry the Smiths and the Browns. <laughs> and with us today, we have amazing, amazing friend of Unity, amazing friend actually of of the Shriners and kids that hurt. Um, he's got a he's got a full name, G. Richard Jordan, but we call him Jordy. Jordy, um, is in, are you in your seventh decade of life? I I actually Mary I am in my seventh decade in seventh of life. decade of life and he is such an inspiration. I invited him here because I've known him as just a joy being and I noticed that he misses a lot of church once in a while because he's off doing great good. At least he always told me that. But then I saw in the newspaper a few weeks ago he was telling the truth. He wasn't out snorkeling. He was out making a difference for kids. He's a wonderful member of the Shriners and he received the highest award, the Hiram Award. Um, which was recently given, and uh, we want to acknowledge you, Jordy. Can we call you Jordy? Or do you, or do, you, what are you known as a Shriner? Are you known as Richard? It, yes. You're known as Richard. I'm known as Richard there, uh, G. Richard in the Masons, Jordy at church, of course. And, I and just, Mr. Smith. And, and, what, and what, is, what does Ellie call you? Hey, you. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> And some other things that we're not, I don't think we should use. So today. Gordon Richard Jordan would be when we really wanted to get your attention. Is that what your yeah, mom would, called you? Would, Gordon Richard? George. Oh, George, George Richard. Richard. George Richard. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was named to honor two kings of England. Is that really Not true, true or is that just part of your Scottish uh, <laughs> come down and let's talk it over? <laughs> Jordan, well, you are an amazing like human being. You wrote a book recently. That's I did. really quite I just, interesting. Uh, published uh, a long time ago now. It's 2005, mm. which seems like last it was year. a long time ago. It, it is a great August. bedtime read. It's just one a great book to keep by your bed. What's the title of that? It's it's All Relative. It's All Relative. Very wonderful weaving of an immigrant family, a very interesting in show business in the California before everybody in the world moved there. And many of my friends tell me that they learned a great deal about cars 
Yes, you do have a passion for cars, which has really been somewhat masked here on Maui. I didn't realize that I had such a a great passion for cars. No, chapter after chapter, Jordy, (laughs) there were mention about cars. I thought, okay, that's a guy that loves his cars. Well, I still have one of my old ones, my 58 MGA. Write about what you know. And well, I that's just Ram bought Doss's a Pontiac favorite car. Solstice, which are just brand new for 2006. And you're gonna, that's in Montana? And you're that's in Montana. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what you're going to do with a car <laughs> like that in Montana except <laughs> ship it home to Maui. <laughs> it's, in the, it's away in the shed in Montana, but that's not, uh, that's not why you brought me here today was to talk well, about Well, I don't know. Cars. You know, I talked with Ram Das, and as I was leaving, he says, that woman has the most beautiful car in the world. <laughs> and I thought, I'm talking to one of the great spiritual masters. And, and I thought, yeah, it is. But his passion, I think, was an MG. That's why I brought it up. But Yeah. Yeah. Boys and their toys. So tell us about this award, Try to Be Humble. Well, <laughs> I the greatest award that any Mason can receive is when his peers elect him to govern them for a year. And that award I, I received in 1994. And then they reelected me in 1995 to serve them again for the year 1996. That was as Master of the Lodge. But it's recognized publicly that the highest award you can receive in Masonry is the Hiram Award, which is named for the first Grand Master of Masons. And, of course, that was many years ago. Our calendar that we follow says that this year is 6,006 rather than 2,006 because the Masonic Lodge is the, is the oldest fraternity in the world. 6,006? Right. Okay. So you 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 got more years than even the like the Jewish calendar, the Chinese New Year, right? We no, go- but not more than Vodan, not more than the Upanishads and the Vedas. No. But almost. I mean you're out there. You're no. you're out there. The Western Europeans are we're very arrogant. You know, we believe that uh, we've done everything and we've been here all the time, but it it's not true. Mm-hmm. We go back to Yeah, the I think old making Testament. up that six thousand years thing is probably not true if you're European, but uh Maybe. Well, see, we're not because we 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 can't have started as Europeans because we claim that we labored on King Solomon's temple. Uh-huh. So that we go back to the Old Testament. Well, it's, you're a very great um, and a great great inspiration because I'm sure the Declaration of the United States. So many of the founding authors of that were Masons. Isn't that true? Yes, fifty-three signers of the Constitution and were how, Masons. How many presidents have been Masons? Forty-one. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, fourteen presidents have been Masons. Yeah, wow. and good for you. You know, and I think a lot of people don't understand the Masons and the Shriners. We see the Shriners in all the parades. Those are the guys with the funny hats riding those little motorcycles and having more fun than adults ought to have. Right. They are the party. <laughs> they party. I was <laughs> on a, a tri- little island tricycles? one time. Yeah, I was on, uh, when I got married, I was 17, and I was on um, the island Coronado. No, not Coronado. Um, what's that island? off Catalina. The, Catalina. And the Shriners had taken over the town, <laughs> and I was 17. Never had a drink in my life. And well, this was a party surely a city. Shriner didn't offer you a drink. Uh, uh, they were offering everybody drinks. <laughs> yes, they were. They were partying. Now tell me, how do Masons and Shriners, they all do such mo- so much good work, but what's, what's the difference? Well, the, the, uh, the three principal tenets of Masonry are brotherly love, relief, and truth. And we believe that you, if you live by those three principles, you can't do any wrong. So the Masons basically is a fraternal organization that takes care of themselves. They were set up as a guild of the stone Masons to take care of the widows and orphans mm. of Masons who were injured. Mm. Then um, along through the years, you've heard of the Knights Templar yeah. and the... Uh, Every since Da Vinci Code, everybody's heard of the Knights right. Templar. But and they were around a long time before the book. And so that is a Masonic. You first must be a Mason mm-hmm. before you can progress into the um, the degrees leading up to the 32nd degree, which would be a Knights Templar or a Knight Kadash in the Scottish Rite. In the York Rite, which was started in England in 1717, it's the Knight Kadat or Knight Templar 
Scottish Rite, it's uh, Knight Kadash. So when you see Scottish Rite Temple, is that part of the Masons also? Yes, it is. Because it's big you in California. A, you must be a Mason to be either in the Scottish Rite or the York Rite. Then you must be one of those before you can become a Shriner. Ah. Really? So the Shriners are have advanced through those 32 levels? The, the shrine is, uh, we don't have enough time. Now we can spend hundreds of hours going over the, the history. But the shrine was set up by some fun-loving masons who liked to, uh, who were actors and doctors, and they liked to put on productions. That's why you see them having fun. And the, the, the shriners always have, you always see them with some sort of uniform on, and the, the, the fez, which everybody is, is familiar with, um, and doing crazy things, dressed as clowns. or t- But that is, the clowns come in um, in the hospitals a lot to, to uh, kind of bring joy to the kids and, mm-hmm. and play with the kids. And the, you, never see, you never see a sad face in a Shriners hospital mm-hmm. because over 770,000 children have been healed in Shriners hospitals without a failure, not one single failure. Hmm. And they're all orthopedic patients or burn patients. They pay absolutely nothing for their treatment. The Shriners, some just over half a million of us, have to raise almost $400 million a year to support the 22 Shriners hospitals. So when you receive the Hiram Award, we can assume that you've been a major supporter of great good for a lot of kids. You'll never know. Anything that's for the good. So that's why we let them miss church now and then, (laughs) because when you're out there doing that much good, you've already got everything we're going to teach you in church. So we want you to stay tuned. We're going to be back with Jordy Jordan. We're going to learn more about ways you might participate, how much you can help them raise their $400 million so Jordy can be in church more often. So stay tuned with Conversations with Friends. Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with the refinance? Hawaii's premier mortgage company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality. Or they can help in the refinance of your existing home with their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic. Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's Premier Mortgage various loan programs, call Trisha Morris and the Magicians at either office location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665-8800. Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m., at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. Are you looking for a luxury resort property in Wailea, McKenna, or Kapalua? Or maybe you have a home that you'd like to sell. Ron Calvert and Scott Dean of Caldwell Banker Island Properties at the Grand Wailea Resort Hotel offer you experience, integrity, and a proven track record. They can be reached at 875-7000. Ron and Scott can also assist you in staging your home to maximize its potential. They can be reached at 875-7000. Give them a call. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. You know, we're talking with Jordy Jordan, Richard Jordan, to those who know him at the local um, Mason Shriner organization, who um, was in the newspaper, and I just had to invite him down because I think a lot of people aren't aware of the incredible good that the Masons and Shriners do. And any kind of, kind of a, it looks a little bit like a secretive organization, although it's not. Jordy was just telling us on the break that, they cannot invite anyone to join right. for the highest of reasons. And that's that's a, an amazing thing because, Jordy, tell us why you can't go out and recruit new members, even though you're raising $400 million a year. It, you, you'd think, let's go out and get new members and raise money. So uh, what's your thinking? When we take our, our vows to uh, become a Mason, we have to do so of our own free will and accord, and, we're, and we say that. With each degree, there's another vow. And 
what the bow starts out with of my own free will and accord. So we we can't have talked anybody into becoming a Mason or convincing them that they they will really love doing all these good things because that really wouldn't be of their own free will and accord then. Mm. So you joined as a Mason? Yes, many, many years ago. How many? 38 years ago. Oh, you were, wow. Yeah. Well, and so you're in your seventh decade, so y- you started in your 40s. And uh, I will have to be in my eighth decade before I uh, reach that magic number of having my 50th anniversary as a Mason. We have one member in our lodge, uh, an illustrious member, illustrious Dudley Darneal, who is a 33rd degree Mason. Next year will receive his 75th anniversary pin. Now, he had to be 21 before he could become a Mason. We have one member in the lodge who is 18 years old, who just joined this year, and we have Dudley, who will be 96 next year. Wow. So it's a great a so communion. So you get one year per level? Is that is there some no. relationship there? No, no there's, there's no relationship there. It used to take many, many years uh, to reach the 32nd degree. We do it. Everything in the world is much faster paced <laughs> these days, so we do that at a greater pace also. Last uh, thir- uh, Friday and Saturday, we just elevated five people from third degree all the way up to 32nd degree in the Scottish Rite. And it's a very moving ceremony. It, it took us two days to do it. It used to take four or five years to do it. Mm-hmm because we would do it one degree at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, but they're, they're very moving ceremonies. Mm. They're, uh, they're not religious in nature, but mm-hmm. they have a very insightful... As I was just talking to Mary Sunday about uh, the, the presence of God in everybody, that God is not somebody that's out there waiting for you to do something wrong so he can smash you when you do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. someone who is with you all the time, mm-hmm. helping you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're living a, a beautiful life. We would call that, you know, it's spiritual. You're you're serving the world. And I, I'm so honored you take time to come in, and I'm so grateful people listening. I think we'll just have a little more insight to who these guys are. But uh, tell us a little bit more about your work with the hospitals. You said seven Seventy-seven thousand seven hundred. How many? Seven hundred and seventy thousand children have been treated without paying a dime. Right. And where are your hospitals? I know they're around the country. They're all over the country. The 22. first one was Memphis, Tennessee. The second one, believe it or not, was Honolulu, Hawaii. Hmm. The newest facility is in Sacramento, California. The old hospital, who most Northern Californians would be familiar with, was in San Francisco, and it used to have a huge sign that said uh, Shriners Hospital for Children and it had a large March of Dimes advertising sign there because they were polio centers originally. Mm -hmm. Polio was Mm -hmm. such a... uh, Devastating. But that's when pretty much it eradicated and you just keep on doing good work. So we just treat any kind of orthopedic uh, injuries and things like any when one of our surfers is bitten by a shark the shrine hospital always steps up and says we would like to fit that that person with a prosthesis oh god bless you jordy and god bless all the masons and shriners for your unheralded good work cuz i don't think enough people know that how many hospitals do you have all together 22 22 you're treating tens of thousands of kids every year with no cost Right. Providing we, bring, we bring children from the Philippines, Japan, mm-hmm. Korea, all over the Pacific Basin to Honolulu, and we send our doctors out. Our doctors come here to Maui three or four times a year to set up a clinic. We have 191 patients on the island of Maui, or in the Maui County, I should say, because they come from all three islands. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in your spare time? Well... <laughs> I'm also the secretary of the Scottish Rite Bodies and, uh, and a member of the board of the foundation who provides scholarships for 8 to 12 high school students every year to go on to college. 
So the Scottish Rite Masons do that. So it's not just hospitals. You're in service to bettering the world, and we thank you. Now, I know you can't ask people to join, but I understand your wife can give people information. Can you give the phone number, or do I need to put her on the radio? I can give the phone number, but I have a more important phone number I must give you, and that is if anyone knows a child under the age of 18 who they think might be benefited by by orthopedic work, I would like to give you a number. It's 1-800-237-5055. And if you miss that, you call Unity Church on Maui, and we'll give it to you because we're going to take it back with us. So give Very it one good. more time because people are driving. Most of the people listening to the program, a lot of them are driving, don't have right. a chance. So those people that are driving have their cell phone in their hand so they can just key it right into their <laughs> cell phone. Not exactly safe with Hopefully the whales not. out, Jordy. <laughs> I mean, it's enough. You take your hospital. life on your hands right now driving okay. your way to Lahaina. Now everybody has that pencil and paper. It's one 800 237 5055, and that will get you in touch with a Shriner who will tell you how to get about having your doctor contact them. And if you're a man, at least 21 years of age, and you feel you would like to make a difference in a very practical very helpful way with a group of people that really know how to have fun. I got to give it to the Shriners. I don't know if the Masons do, but I've seen the Shriners. It's the Fez. Uh, the Fez yeah, will do you, it every time. You have to work your way up to really be a party guy. Anybody who would put one of those hats on their head has got to be a ham to begin with. That's right, and and it is a great a great way to make a difference. A very practical way. So, do you have a phone number for anyone who could call? Anyone who wants to uh, who is interested in the Becoming a Mason and a Shriner can call me personally, and I will take care of it. And my cell number is 283-3182. And again, if you miss that, call Unity Church, and we'll get you up with Richard Jordan. Call him Jordy if you call our church, because nobody will know who Richard Jordan is. I just is. gave you the wrong cell phone number. Oh, so well, there you go. That person, we don't... Don't call that number. <laughs> I don't know who that's going to be okay. when you call They're that. They're probably not a Mason. What's, what's yours? 280-3182. And we'll, we'll give that at the end we'll of the We'll give that show. at the end of the show, yeah. We'll give that at the end of the show for anybody, and, and he can tell you other information about getting uh, in touch with uh, the hospitals that do such great work. Thank you so much for coming in. God bless you. Thank and you, you have a pass to miss church anytime when you do that kind of good work. Although I know you fly back in to get to church. You're really very faithful. Right. I will be back next Sunday. I must go to Kauai for an installation, but I'll be back Oh, I must go Sunday. to Kauai. Oh, well, it's all right. Then you must do what you must do. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. There are so many great people at Unity of Maui all working to help create a world that works for everybody. We invite you, if you don't have a spiritual family, to love and grow with and explore the fullness of the what it means to be fully human and fully divine, you may enjoy unity. It honors the divine in all people and the sacredness of all life. And uh, it's an important time in the human family to be awake. So join us at Maui Tropical Plantation on Sundays. And uh, we'll be right back with conversations. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Thanks. Thanks. We'll be right back with conversations with friends. Are you looking for a luxury resort property in Wailea, McKenna, or Kapalua? Or maybe you have a home that you'd like to sell. Ron Calvert and Scott Dean of Caldwell Banker Island Properties at the Grand Wailea Resort Hotel offer you experience, integrity, and a proven track record. They can be reached at 875-7000. Ron and Scott can also assist you in staging your home to maximize its potential. They can be reached at 875-7000. Give them a call. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. 
Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with a refinance? Hawaii's premier mortgage company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality, or they can help in the refinance of your existing home with their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic. Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's premier mortgage various loan programs, call Trisha Morris and the magicians at either office location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665-8800. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We're back on the air. We have Mary Omwick with us and Paul Deloria. Deloria. Paul Deloria. 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 All I did was write it out phonetically instead of, um, instead of the French name. Are you French? French Canadian? French Canadian, yes. So somebody, your dad was French? Uh, both parents were French. Ah, very, very. From Montreal. Montreal. Wonderful. Well, we invited Paul back because he uh, got such good feedback. On uh, We talked to him about his book, Bearer of Light, which is available at Borders or online at Unity on Maui. Bearer of Light, which is a great story mm-hmm. of uh, awakening through Christ consciousness into the modern age. And it's really, it really gets fascinating at the end. Like, so intriguing. Um, but in that book, you weave some thoughts and ideas that you've really developed at other times that are pretty profound. And uh, the six uh, characteristics of energy and how it moves and how to move into that quantum field, which I'm passionate about because when you're in that field, everything works. And I just wanted to invite you back to talk to us about how to create this um, field where the energy just flows, where you have what you need. You call it synergy. You call it divine timing. You call it I'm in the zone. But there's ways people can attune themselves. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but practices. And you came up with some really good symbols and some good thoughts. So I'm just going to let you start to explain it, and then um, Jim will carry on. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, I think, first of all, when you start and really listen to just the basic Gospels of Jesus and really focus in on his message and you uh, get some of his uh, things that he talks about, like uh, what shall I com- compare the kingdom of God to? And, it's, and he said it's like, a, uh, like yeast that a woman uh, took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. And when we look at what gives rise to the physical universe, mm-hmm. it is that quantum energy. It's that mm-hmm. energy that is all pervasive mm-hmm. all around us, that mm-hmm. divine light that Jesus spoke about. And as we look at the basic characteristics of that energy of that quantum physicists talk about, we can see a, a real clear comparison to the Gospels mm-hmm. of Jesus, especially mm-hmm. if we take also the Gospel of Thomas mm-hmm. and look at that, we can mm-hmm. begin to really clearly see mm-hmm. that there is uh, a real deep alignment mm-hmm. to what uh, we uh, term as quantum physics and also what we term as our, our s- spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And, and if we can align ourselves with the nature of quantum energy, we also align ourselves with the deeper nature that Jesus also spoke mm-hmm. about. And Eckhart Tolle is one of the leading um, teachers right now in that, of just being present to what is and reminding people to be in their body and present. And one of the things that he writes in The Power of Now is when you're in that place, there's just a sense of lightness, ease, a sense of grace. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a push. It doesn't have a frenetic. It just is. And he just invites you to pay attention to when you're not feeling that mm-hmm. and then pause and go back and notice what is. So I love, I think, what you're saying. And he's just giving you some words to say, ah, and uh, how to be present to what is. So you've got some other practices that can help people to do that? Well, uh, let's start with uh, intention, uh, clarity of intention. Mm-hmm. And uh, quantum mm-hmm. physicists found that as they probed into the nature of energy, that they found that when they uh, asked certain questions about uh, energy, uh, a, a photon with a certain amount of spin or a certain amount of momentum, they found it. So they concluded that whenever they inquire into the nature of a particular particle, there it appears. Mm-hmm. And they saw that their thought Whoops. forms and their intentions are entwined with what they come up with. What you look for, you find. What you look for, you find. So here in the New Testament is, I think it's Paul saying, 
whatsoever thing is true, whatsoever thing is kind, whatsoever thing is beautiful, if there be any good thing, focus on that. Mm-hmm. Make that your intention. And what I hear is then that's going to show up more and more. And people can't get that because they're going, but look at my life. And But you're you're giving them tools to say, let's look at it again. Mm-hmm. Let's set an intention to see a higher vibration. And it shows up. Basically what you're saying, it had to just spook the, the Newtonian physicist <laughs> going, wow, this it can't be. It either is or it isn't. This cannot be. Is it, is it a particle? Is it a wave? What are we, you know, it just blew open everything. Uh, it certainly did. And, <laughs> and, 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 and with that, though, uh, as we start to apply that in our yeah, lives yeah. and have clear intention. And if we look yeah. at Jesus, who really focused on the ultimate intention of the Father and kept on bringing that us back to that basic focus mm-hmm. uh, in, in all that we do, yeah. that uh, certainly it opens up then that higher vibration because it plugs us in to really the source of that radiant and vibration that is always streaming through the universe. So do you think it's helpful because uh, we use the word father because that's in the Judaic Christian version of the Bible that's been translated from the Greek into Hebrew, back to the Greek, back to Latin, back to back and forth. But Jesus spoke, we know, Aramaic mm-hmm. and possibly probably never did say father, but said something like, and you shared it last time you were on, but I've been using it for several years now, the mm-hmm. word um, Alaha or Abun Dabashamaye, but it means much more than father. It means the great cosmic birthing presence that permeates all creation. I mean, there's many ways to look at it, but it's a, a presence that's permeating everything that's available all the time. And I, I just wonder if it's helpful for some people. I know in our Unity Basics one class last night, people who aren't raised in the Christian tradition or people who were raised in it but had a really negative experience are really fortunate and feel blessed when they get another way to access an entry point into the infinite. And if that word father, as wonderful and helpful as it may be for some people, really isn't a block for others because we know God's not father. If you say father, you have to say mother because there has to be the communion, the holy marriage to Um, bring into form. I agree and, uh, with you 100% on that. And there's no doubt Jesus had women everywhere, whatever, you know, however they didn't realize it when they wrote it down. Women were everywhere for Jesus at the well. I mean, every every major statement he made, the, even his rising from the dead, it was a woman who brought the message. And, it, you know, those church fathers just must now be going, how did we miss that? Because <laughs> they edited so much. How did we leave that in? <laughs> That's what I have to think they're thinking. Maybe and, not. And there, and there was a lot of distortion and manipulation that occurred to Jesus's message yeah. in the Gospels. Yeah. And uh, as we look at it, just as mm-hmm. the that cosmic vibration, mm-hmm. uh, that radiance mm-hmm. that comes from this non-genderfied being, uh, then uh, certainly it opens up uh, a different way of looking at our own spirituality. Uh, not into the old framework that mm. somehow can can really shut down. Well, it was just subject to the human idiom of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's And so the if it, it supports you to say father, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of people that are being blessed now by understanding say those words that again, those words. Well, in the, there are different ways from the Aramaic and it's it's speculation, but one of the oh, things well. is there are some sects that are still speaking Aramaic 2000 years later. So, um one is Allaha, the Alaha. great all that is from the first light and it's so interesting it's like aloha and mm-hmm. alaha wow. the breath you can hear the the breath alaha and you know hawaiians tell you in their tradition of their traveling that they were there teaching the egyptians and teaching um so that they they feel like they are the people who so are it teaching is the aloha spirit the aloha, aloha spirit and and um what i have been told by elders is that um when you are in total unconditional love with absolutely no judgment that you can go forward or backwards. There's no, there's nothing to block you. But mm-hmm. it requires the oneness and the unconditioned love and absolutely no judgment. That's, and the, you shaman- can go. that's the shamanic nature. Well, it, shamanic, I guess it might be. Or but time, time travel, we time call it time shifting. travel. They're yeah. able to be present. But however that is, a bundabashamaya, you know, the great, you know, it's just sometimes in my meditation, I just go abundabashamaya, and I go right to a place. But along with intention, there's a partner with intention, and it's that, alignment. That, yeah, that we need to also be aligned, and aligned. You know, so our our thoughts and our actions and our deeds can 
can also then be one. Mm-hmm. And as we are one in that mm-hmm. way, there's a, a shift in our own vibration, our own energy mm-hmm. field that occurs mm-hmm. where we're not opposing uh, mm-hmm. the energy and dissipating energy within ourselves. And just as they find uh, just the, the, the power of lasers or the uh, superconductivity mm-hmm. is about those vibrations of energy being in sync and synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And whenever when we're in a group, and we have a common focus and intention, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. have the group align with that. Mm-hmm. We again take that group energy field where there's that that synchronous vibration mm-hmm. that occurs, mm-hmm. and it amplifies everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as, as Jesus said that you know it, it, when when two makes peace, they can mm-hmm. move mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is so wise too because so oftentimes you get a group of people together that give lip service maybe to a shared intention, shared vision, but aren't aligned with it in their actions, their thoughts, and their, um, you know, their belief. And so the, the organization never gets that creative juice where you do get synchronicity and you do get magic and you do get ideas popping and people, you know, just spinning. And this is a huge thing. We were, we were using this, your idea at the board retreat about, okay, what, what is our highest intention? And then can we, in, in integrity, align with it? Because you don't want anybody having to align with it. Mm-hmm. But can can my soul align with that? And when that happens, you get you just get infinite possibilities. And that's when the magic happens. It's the magic happens. And, and it is magic. I, I've worked uh, with, with group dynamics for 25 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things that we focus on at, uh, really at the beginning of any group is to clarify intention and to really mm. uh, have that so that the core values that that group wants to intend is is really owned by all of the key participants mm-hmm. and so that through that alignment mm-hmm. and through that dialogue mm-hmm. then they can move mountains mm-hmm. and I've seen it time and time mm-hmm. again businesses that were on the brink of collapse mm-hmm. all of a sudden just become extremely profitable and, mm-hmm. and grow and thrive mm-hmm. because one of the elements is that they have that common focus and they align. And they align with, with it. Isn't that the truth of our own life, too? Mm-hmm. What are some other principles of these six um, characteristics of energetic, positive, I don't know how you'd well, say there's, it. Well, there's possibility and uncertainty. And again, yep. uh, you, you look at the uncertainty principle that quantum physicists talk mm-hmm. about, and they and they also look at this quantum field that we're surrounded by, that David mm-hmm. Bohm actually mm-hmm. described as, as our universe is just an island on this vast ocean of energy. And when we uh, went and the, he described that energy as this unlimited possibility, unlimited potential, because it hasn't yet taken form in the physical. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it is just that possibility. And when we plug into that higher vibration, uh, and as as Jesus said, all things are possible through God. And as we yeah. uh, as we plug into that light and to that vibration that God emanates, we automatically plug into that ultimate possibility that's there. So when we see possibility in other people, we see the light in other people that we're connecting with, we affirm that within ourselves, we affirm that in them, and and naturally then our vibration begins to shift in a more positive way because we are attuning to that higher vibration that we're surrounded by. And isn't chaos a a component of that? Yes, it's part of the uncertainty That is part of it. So there's the possibility of anything, and then there's also the the chaos or, or chaotic component that there's just this... Everything's possible, but it doesn't necessarily come neatly. Uh, yes, and not not perhaps in our own way that we may uh, plan. That we, that we think, yeah. But but that's where again where it opens up to another principle of mm-hmm. being open and flowing. Like open said, and flowing. I, I call it flex flow, but that's that's very good. Open and flow. I tell the staff we're flexible and we're flowing, and sometimes you just stop and stay open. I love that, and then flow again. Open, flowing. It's it's never all the one gush. And, and, and that means not yeah. being rigid in the way that we look at ourselves mm-hmm. or look at other people, mm-hmm. where we where we use forgiveness mm-hmm. and non-judgment, mm-hmm. so that we don't box other people mm-hmm. in. Because when we start to put in f- people in frameworks and boxes, mm-hmm. we are opposing the nature of energy, yeah. which by itself is is always traveling and moving and flowing. Well, this this is an interesting question because I think it's so important not to box people in, but just in a great high had just during Christmas, and I don't know when it was, somehow I, I was watching Oprah, which 
I love her. Don't get to watch her very often. And they were at the end of the show, they were saying, what's the most important thing you learned this year? And one of the people said, the most important thing I learned was from Oprah. And it was on her show, so mm-hmm. I don't think she was sucking up. I'm sure she was just being profound. But what she said was, um, Oprah's position is, always believe what people show you the first time. Mm. Always believe what people show you who they are the, the first, first time. time. And that was a wake-up call for me. After You know, like you hear people come in for counseling, and they've been beaten by their husband 30 times. And the, the first word out of their mouth was, you won't believe. I can't believe it happened. Or they'll come in with a friend that's gossiped about them or done. I can't believe it. But then if you pause, you notice they've told you that almost exact scenario 15 times. There's something in that, that psyche that doesn't accept what they're being shown. On the other hand, there's this staying open to the possibility of change. And so this is a very creative place because people are showing you who they are and yet people can always change. So I guess I'm throwing it to you. In, in an organization, someone comes in, they're always late or they never follow through. And you don't want to judge them and put them in a box, but you start to pay attention to that because it it causes stress if you keep giving them jobs or um, responsibilities. Well, well, dealing with reality and, and, and uh, uh, being a mirror for people uh-huh. in a loving and compassionate way is part of the dialogue where you are open with that person. Because if you do not disclose what has been showing up in their actual behavior, not the reaction mm-hmm. to their behavior, right. but just not the, the, judgment, just the facts, just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And if you can just be a mirror to them and show them in a loving, compassionate way, then, then there is, because you're basically just listening to their behavior, being open and receptive, and with that being also honest. But, but through that reflection then, it gives them the possibility to change, yes, and you, and then with that, you give them that opportunity and support to make positive shifts. So, so that's a really helpful. It gives them the if you don't give them the feedback, they don't ever have a chance to know. On the other hand, it also gives them the opportunity to explore this isn't a good fit anymore, and their behavior is just saying that. Mm-hmm. Other than, I'm if they really want to be there, then they make the shift if, or try to, or else they're saying, you know, I really I've lost interest in this. And we want to support people to be where they have passion and interest and uh, fully alive. So, so, so part of that openness is, uh-huh. is always listening and, and being receptive to what is and what's showing up within the group field, not denying it, not putting your head in the sand. And when I walk, uh, start working with organizations, that's the first thing I do. I listen uh-huh. and be really receptive without judgment, without any story, because every organization is so different. And I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of organizations and, so, and just see everyone is so different mm. and unique in their ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, but through that listening and o- openness and receptivity, then we can really truly be mirrors then that can really support positive change and be open to that person in changing. Uh, because we all have that possibility and that inner light that we can all move toward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just, sometimes have to remove some of the blocks and barriers that might have been put there mm-hmm. unconsciously. And so we start to, by supporting them and listening, we can make it more conscious mm-hmm. so that they can mm-hmm. get the aha and we mm-hmm. can support them in that way. And to go back to the first one with uh, intention and alignment, you know, so that you're listening from the intention and the alignment. And then if, if it's not showing up, to be open and flexible on is there a possible shift to come into alignment or not, because what I notice doesn't work in an organization is to allow employees to pull off away from the the intention mm-hmm. and the and aligning with the values, because that seems to cause a leak. It causes a uh, an inability for that synergy. Well, and that's where the feedback is so uh, important. You have to create a feedback loop uh, in a way so that there's that openness and receptivity. So that becomes part of the value system that there there be communication, open, honest communication. Yeah. So that there is that ongoing feedback. I call it caring, current, direct. Ah. Caring, current, direct. Yeah. First you go in prayer, and then you go direct, and you go current. You don't hold on to it for two months. <laughs> the person is trying to figure out, where was I two months ago, you know, trying emo- emotionally. But, you know, to go to someone where it's close enough where they can even remember what was going on. So that's beautiful. What are, what are, you've got six dynamics, that we, mm-hmm. and we've got a few more minutes, so... Uh, diversity is another one. And, uh-huh. and again, if you look at the nature of energy itself, it really, uh, that, that 
vibration of energy gives birth to the entire universe and the great diversity that we're surrounded by. Yeah. We're all yeah. born of that light. Yes. And so uh, when we begin to embrace that diversity that we're surrounded by, we're naturally going to that vibration, that light that encompasses all mm-hmm. diversity. Mm-hmm. So that's why Jesus was so clear in his teachings mm-hmm. about embracing the great diversity of mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. you know, whether they be Jew or Gentile, mm-hmm. a woman or a leper, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. What mattered was their deeper essence mm-hmm. and their connection mm-hmm. to that light. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, 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 and, and that diversity it, it really uh, got shut down uh, as... Uh, Really, religion came into spirituality around 325 A.D. If you look historically at what happened with Constantine, as we talked about it last time. What a rascal, I tell you. Bad karma. But <laughs> very bad karma. But there was so much that came through because of that, and yeah. I and and I was victimized by it in in a way where unknowingly through my childhood I just got this whole thing that if you're not if you're not baptized Catholic, you're going to hell. Mm. And I would see people who were not. Catholic, and I would see them as separate, as different, as, 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 you know, not on the same glorious path to heaven. And uh, so that created a, a natural separation. And if you look at a lot of the evangelical movement, it's about judgment of others and, and condemning others. And, and same with uh, some sects in the Muslim religion. Mm-hmm. So it is this, mm-hmm. it's this taking of religion that takes us sometimes further away from the spiritual mm-hmm. light, which in that spiritual light is embracing the great diversity that's around us. And, and you know, I love how the diversity... To look beyond just the obvious things, color, gender, uh, the obvious things, and really the uniquely way that people who might look very much alike really see the world and hold the world. World That diversity is so important. You know, um, our board president and I, well, our former board president and I, we, when we go into prayer, always get the same, um, 9999 times, we get exactly the same final outcome but our way of getting there is so diverse Mm. i mean he sees the world incrementally in detail organized making sense i just see it done and you see it more in that whole list and when he says well and i realize that he's just the most marvelous human being he's so integrous and such a good balance for me but i can't give you the details honest i can't go back and do them so embracing the diversity of worlds and it's a wonderful thing because together we're so much stronger Yes. We're so much more That's together. So, so one more, one more. We've just just, got. just one little thing on that. Okay. I, I worked right. with about sixty advertising agencies, okay. and that's one of the things that really sparks that creative. Uh, aspect of, yeah. of group energy dynamics yeah. when you embrace all these different mm-hmm. types of ways of looking at things, and through that mix, you come up with something so much better and more unique than you ever would have come up with by yourself Mm -hmm. or someone who is just on the same Mm -hmm. exact track as you. So Mm -hmm. diversity is so important within business Mm -hmm. and within our spiritual growth and evolution. Paul, thank you so much. We are going to have you back. Paul Deloria, his book is Bear of Light. Light. But we just have one minute. We have actually 14 seconds. Okay, so we want to invite you down to church on the Maui Tropical Plantation. Jordy's phone number, too. Okay, quickly. 280-3182. If you want to learn more about Masons and Shriners, a big aloha. Aloha.